we are. We left off yesterday. The Gemara asked the question. We're going to start off from the Gemara. Basically, the Mishnah told us, and it sounded like he has to be in front of him. So the Gemara made a diuk. It sounds like he's only patur if the dead body is in front of him. If someone, the body's in the room, go to another house or another room. Go to his friend's house. No friends. Good. Don't eat leaning. That means he's he's they don't have to make a bracha for him. Vaymazim alav. Now, what exactly is the machloket about Shabbat between Shimon Gamliel and the Tanakhama? So when I was just explaining the bright, we still didn't get to our question. Is machloket if the on Shabbat is the avel uh, allowed to have tashmish or not? It's called dvarim shebitzina. Things in privacy. Do those also apply on Shabbat or not? Getting back to our story. Tani miit patur mikriat shemal minat tefilah mitefilin mikol mitzvotim rapa Torah. And the brayta went through a bunch of cases. Some of the cases where he was in his friend's house. He's in his friend's house. And it still says it's patur from Kriyat and Tefilam and Tefilin. I thought it's only patur if the mate is in front of him. Now it says, Tirgamal will explain to you, Amachzir Panav Ochel. That means this halacha, that he, we said he's patur from Kriyat and Tefilam and Tefilin, was in the case where he was eating in front of the dead body, where we said he made a mechitzah or he turned his face. So you can't prove conclusively from this brayta that the mate is not in front of him, and he's still patur. Maybe he's only patur if he's in front of him, like the Lashon Mishnah, Misha Meitom Mutalafanav. So right now, the Gemara worked out the bright that I can still stick to my Duke in the Mishnah. Avash no. You got it wrong. The word Meitom Mutalafanav, his dead one is in front of him, doesn't literally mean he's physically in front of him. But Mutalafanav means he's placed in front of him that he has the obligation to bury him. That's what it means, Mutalafanav. And even if it's not in front of him, he's still patur from all the mitzvot. How do I know? Ravashi Yamar again, Kevin Shemutal, Allah Lakovrol. Since he has to bury him, Kemutal of Anabdami. Shinemar. Vayakom Avraham, the Alpnemeto. Avraham leaves the dead body. And then he goes to speak to the Bnei Chet to negotiate the burial plot. And while he's talking to them and he's not in front of Sarah, Vinemar Vekrametil Milfanai. He used the word from in front of me. I see from there, Kol's Manshin will tell Alav Lekovrol as long as he has to bury him, Kumutal Lefanav Dami. Okay. So that's our story. Our Mishnah tells us someone by Minan lost a relative and they have to bury them. They put off from all the mitzvot. Now, it clearly says Meito, his dead one. It sounds like only if you have responsibilities to take care of your dead. Avul Mishamro. 
if you're a guard on another dead body, lo. Vatanya, we learned in a bright, um, if someone is watching a dead body, it's not his relative. He's still patur mekriyat shema, umnat tefila, umnat tefilin, and we call mitzvot umrot b'torah. To which the Gemara answers, either one. Mishamro, afal pishayena meto. Meto, afal pishayena mishamro. Since so Barminan, the person who lost a relative, even though he has nothing to do with the body, the body's in the morgue, but he is patur for the mitzvot as long as he has the responsibility of a relative to bury him. So the Gemara says, so we gave you two things. It sounds like either it's your relative, Barminan, or you're watching someone else. Sounds like you're just walking in the cemetery, not. Should not walk in a cemetery with tefillin on your head. Or carrying a sefer Torah while you're reading it. And if you do that, you're taunting the poor. Just like you can't taunt a poor person, there's no one poorer than a person that can't do mitzvot by waving your tzitzit or whatever it is in front of him. So you see from here, you shouldn't be able to say kriyat shema, nothing to do with relatives, nothing to do with guarding. That's no hatam, that rule of the cemetery rule, or for that matter, a funeral. Then four amot of a dead body, you're not allowed to have your tzitzit out not allowed to say a Dvar Torah that's not related to the dead body. Chutz l'arba'amot, once you're out of arba'amot, chayav, as far as the cemetery rule. Damar meh, more, meh tofez dalamot l'kriyat shema. The dead body, only within four amot does the kriyat shema rule apply that you can't say kriyat shema. Hacha, but if someone is a guard for a met, or if somebody is a relative passed away, chutz l'arba'amot nami patur. So it means the fellow in Shomri Adas is doing the night watch, he might be 10 feet away from the body. He's patur from the mitzvot. Again, I'm not sure why not. Because the rule usually, osek mitzvah patur min mitzvah, is only when you can't do both at the same time. Why can't he watch? Unless you'll say that we'll see soon that watching means you're keeping uh, animals away and things away. Maybe if you're, uh, if you're uh, saying kriyat shema, you're not focused on watching him, maybe you're not going to be able to. Yeah, what do you want to say? Um, when you're walking, say, you're walking through. As long as as long as you inform out of any kever, you can't have your tzitzit out. Oh, well, you have to say shema at that time. Is if you're looking for someone. As long as you within inform out, you can't say kriyat shema. Inform out of that certain kever. Any any kever. The maybe the guy who's walking, he's not mitasek, so therefore it's only within inform out. The other guys are mitasek, whether it's metal or shemot. What's he being mitasek? The Shomro? Yeah. No, I understand that. I'll say, but I'm saying, why can't you do both? If you if you if you found the lost object and it's in your pocket, you have to say Kriyat Shema. Osek Mitzvah is only if it contradicts what you're doing. Mm. You can't do two at the same time. I learned that once upon a time, I think. Gufa. Hamishamerit Amet. Alpha Pisha Enu Meto. He's guarding a dead body, even though it's his, not his relative. What happens is two people guarding. They switch off. They're on a boat. 
you're on a boat, you can go to the other corner and leave him behind. Even Shnaim is a bit acheret. Leave him there too. My benai, what's the machloket? The question is, do we suspect to have rats on a boat or not? You're transporting bones from one place to the other place. In those days, they didn't have hearses. So, uh, you had to carry them on the camel. So when you carry them, you have to carry them in a respectful way. Don't put them in a sack. Put them on the donkey and sit on top of them. So you got to treat them respectfully in transport. What happens if you're afraid of goyim and they're going to see something they might think there's, uh, there's some treasure there and you got to hide it? Mutar. The same rules apply to Sefer Torah. What part of this statement to the Brayta are we referring to equating a dead body to Sefer Torah? You can't sit on top of the Sefer Torah. I don't need, I don't need you to tell me that. That if you're trying to smuggle the Sefer Torah out and you have to treat it in a disrespectful fashion, that's allowed in order to save the Sefer Torah. Amar Chava, Amar Yudah. Once we're talking about uh, scoring the dead, Hamet. Anyone that sees a dead body, and I think if I remember correctly, um, some say it's only within Arbaamot. Yeah, I'm say you have to walk Arbaamot with him at least. you don't walk him at least Arbaamot. So you see a dead body. There's no one poor than a dead body. He needs uh, he needs zechuyot. People walking with him gives him extra protection. If you did walk in Maschado, so simply Malve Hashem Chonendal means when you act graciously to poor person, it's like you're lending Hashem. But here we're reading Malve as Milave. That means it's like you're walking with Hashem. It's like you're escorting Hashem when you're escorting the dead body. Bring another pasuk. That the, the continuation that uh, the person that full pasuk on the side pasuk hey oshek dal someone who takes advantage of a poor person is like he's cursing his, the creator. If you're you're respecting Hashem. They were walking in a cemetery. Which is a way of saying a tzitzit. Were out. And they were, uh, they were on the floor. So, Amar Le Rebchia, Rebchia told him, Dalye, lift them up. The dead bodies will say, Tomorrow, they're, gonna, they're coming to us too. It means whether they're there. They're all proud of themselves that they, they can do mitzvot. They'll be here soon also. And now they curse us. Okay. So now the Gemara is going to go off on a little bit of a tangent. Do the dead really know what's going on? They're really feeling these things? They're really uh, experiencing these things? 
The dead know nothing. The dead know nothing. So one rabbi responds to the other. You quoted this pasuk. Im karita, if you learned, lo shanita, you obviously didn't review, and you don't understand what the pasuk saying. Im shanita, if you maybe did it twice, lo shilashta, you didn't do it three times. Im shilashta lo pishulacha, no one really explains to you right. That means you don't understand this pasuk. The pasuk does not mean the dead don't know that they don't know what's going on. The Quran is going to mean exactly what it means in a moment. The full pasuk goes like this. What does that mean? Doesn't mean the the live know they're die they're gonna die, and the dead don't know anything means they don't know what's going on in this world. No, <coughs> the definition of a chai is a sadiq, and the definition of a sadiq is he knows he's not here forever. That's one of the defining points. You know you're not here forever. Ke'achayim yodim shemutu elu sadikim shabemitatan nikru chayim. Even when they're dead, they're called alive. And that's why we call them the live ones. The Sadiqim are called the live ones, because they're forever alive. And they know they're going to die, so therefore they prepare in this world. Shinemar. And this is the Pasuk that the Benishchai used to name most of his Farim, because he got a special surge when he visited the cave of Benayao Ben Yoyada. The Pasuk says, Bineyahu ben Yoyada ben Ishchai. The Quran's going to say, what does it mean? He's been, only he's alive, no one else alive. Alive means he's a Sadiq, he's fully alive, he's using his life properly. And now we quote the full Pasuk. Bineyahu, one of Ben Ishchai's books. Ben Yoyada, another book. Ben Ishchai that he's known by. Rav Palim, that's his Shuvah Sefer. Mekab Tziel, that's another Sefer. So this great Sadiq, Huikat Shnei Ariel Moav. Wasn't he a Gilgul, he thought? If he was a Gilgul, he had some connection to his neshama. He was the one that killed the Shnei Ariel Moav. We'll see what that means in a minute. Okay? So simply it means that that he was greater than anybody alive during the two Beit HaMikdashas. Shnei Ariel means the two Beit HaMikdashas. He was greater than anyone that lived during that era. Literally it sounds like he beat a lion in the pit. Yom Shalad on a snowy day. And that's the end of the Pasuk describing Benayahu Ben Yoyada. So Ron now goes and analyzes Ben Ishchai. He called him Ben Ishchai Atu Kule Alma Bnei Meitenu? Are other people the sons of the dead? Ella Ben Ishchai Shafilo Bimitato Karuichai. He was forever alive. Rav Palim, Mekab Tziel, what does it mean? He did great deeds. He gathered. Ribab Kibetz Palim La Torah. He got a lot of workers for the Torah. It means he got people on the program, the religious program. He was greater than anyone that lived in either of the two Batei Mikdash. What does that mean? It sounds like he's this Tarzan hero. What does it mean that he killed the lion on a snowy day? He could some explain. The Tavad Zezeg the Bardav and Akafet Tabal. 
He used to go to the mikveh in the morning, and it's a snowy, cold day. And his Yetzirah is telling him, you don't have to go to the mikveh. And he went and he broke the ice on top of the river and dipped in the freezing cold mikveh. So he killed his Yetzirah on a cold day. That's what it means. He beat the lion on a, on a cold day. He finished the entire, we'll call it Mesechet, on one short winter day. That's what it means. He beat the lion on a cold day. It wasn't talking about physical prowess. It was talking about his spiritual prowess. He's referred to the wicked who are called dead even when they're alive. They don't know nothing. What does it mean they don't know nothing? They don't realize they're going to die one day. What do you mean kill the dead guy? Chai, he's still alive. What do you mean kill the dead guy? He was dead before you killed him. Because the Rasha is dead when he's alive. So according to this, there's a machloka. What does it mean the dead don't know anything? Does it mean literally the dead guy underground doesn't know what's going on in this world? Well, the dead doesn't know anything means that the Rasha doesn't realize that one day he's going to die. Machloket. Amoraim, what does it mean the dead don't know? And now we're going to start our tangent of do dead people know what's going on now or not? That means, hey, you're sitting at the class. Does your father know you're here? We'll find out soon. Okay. Bnei Rabchia, the sons of Chia. Their names were Yudan Chizkia, two great Amoraim. Rabchia, one of the early Amoraim. So their father had passed away, and it seems that they had to do a little bit uh, of work on the side. Now, Pukla Kayata, they had to go out to, if their father passed away, they had to get involved a little bit in the estate. They forgot some of their learning because of the break. They were working very hard to review and get it back. Um, one asked his friend you think dad knows what we're going through now how can he know the pasuk says the kids are doing things and he has no idea so, Pasuk says he doesn't know. So it doesn't sound like dad has any idea what's going on. It says his, his, his skin is in his, his pain. Which means uh, he feels things that are going on. He's, he's in pain. When the worms eat through you, it's like needles going through your skin. So they feel what's going on. No, I mean, b'tzarad is who yadi. Of course, they feel when the worms eating their skin. B'tzarad dachrin lo yadi. They don't know what's going on. So again, we're going to have this ongoing argument. Do they? Or don't they know what's going on? We're going to tell you one of the greatest stories of all times. A lot, a lot of lessons. The Gemara is bringing in for this discussion. Do the dead know what's going on in this world or not? It's going to take us till all the end of the story till we get to that point. But as we said, many, many lessons are learned from the story. We've said it many a time. 
The story happened with a great pious man. He gave money to a poor person during the famine. He came home. His wife says, where's the groceries? Sorry, I gave the money to a poor guy. Got into a fight with his wife. He went to sleep in the cemetery. Why, says Rabbi Yisrael Salanter? Because it's Erev Rosh Hashanah. It's the night of Rosh Hashanah. Tomorrow I have to come to stand in judgment. The worst thing is Gava. The worst thing is Kipedot. But I'm upset at my wife. We just got into a fight. Got to take an extreme measure. Sleep in the cemetery. Realize Zesov Kol Adam. And that'll get me back into shape. While he's sleeping there, V'shamash Dei Ruchot he overheard two spirits talking. Let's go for a joyride. Let's hear what the, the latest tragedies of the world are going to be this year. I can't go. I'm buried. My parents were very poor. My family was poor. They buried me in a mat made of reeds. Bamboo sticks. They used the old schach to bury me in it. Which Rabbi, Yisrael, Rabbi Desla says, you see from here, that people keep their same midot. We're going to see in another story also. She's dead already. What does she care what she's wearing? She cares. And again, you see, yentas are always yentas. They're still yentas. Whoever plants in the first planting, Barad Malkeh, it was me, a hailstorm. Uh, he waited there was a shortage of obviously of grain it was a famine and he didn't plant in the first one everyone got wiped out so before we go further what's the lesson this man did a good deed he gave charity great deed Hashem wants to reward him but that's not enough he needs to have another great deed which is to overcome his midot and not to get upset at his wife when he did that, he hit the jackpot. And Hashem rewarded him with this insider stock tip. Now that he knew the trick, there's a machloket. Did he get into a, wife, a fight with his wife the next year also? Or he said, once I'm getting hot stock tips, might as well go again. There's a problem with this because the Beit Yosef is a rule called Doresh Not just to ask the heirs to dead, so why is he going? The first time he said, okay, he overheard it by mistake. He's not asking. Uh, quite, okay, all questionable if you allowed to do that. Okay, the first time was on purpose, the second time was on purpose, it sounds like. Again, they're all, same discussion. Let's go for a joyride, find what's going on up there. And also, Puranut is punishments. These don't sound like the best delays. They're wondering, like, what's the latest tragedy is going to happen? Like ghosts. Didn't I tell you last year already? It's also strange. Like it's the one time a year they go on a joyride. Like the whole year they're sleeping. Like what happened the past two minutes? She's a friend. She doesn't know what she's wearing already. She's, she's told. I told you already. But I mean, it sounds like for the past year they haven't gone for any rides. Huh? They know it's going to happen. I'm saying that they still have nothing. There's nothing for a year. There's no action going on. I'm a chaverta, chaverti. Mashman, chaverta. What do you hear? I'm a shemat shkol zorem b'viyash niyash tefon malkelto. There's going to be uh, a uh, wind. Halak was Rabbi Yerushana. So he did the first because everyone said, "Okay, we'll do the second." Because last year the first was no good. 
So call on Kolon Nisraf. I don't know. He was. I don't know. Bishalolo Nisraf. I'm a low storm. Neimai stakad call on Kolon Lakach. Lakach Lakach. Shavsh call on Kolon Zdav. Shavsh call on Kolon Zdav. So what's going on over here? Well, how do you always know what to do right? Sakla called him. I told the whole story. I'm a lawyer. Yamim muatim. The rabbi's wife got into a fight with the mother of the girl, with the mother of this girl that was buried in the in the in the reeds. So they got into a fight. So what does the rabbi's wife say? Go go look at your daughter. So she used that as a dig. Not nice at all. Rabbi's wife shouldn't talk that way. Well, she got into a fight with her husband also. So we don't know who she was. He went for the third year. Let's go find what's happening. There's someone eavesdropping. I don't want to discuss it anymore. So they know what's going on. Had they know that the rabbi's wife insulted her mother. This is no. Maybe the Yentis, someone came back, says, what's going on down there? Oh, yeah. The rabbi's wife got into a fight with your mother. So she didn't get it from overhearing. She got it from someone that passed on. So they don't know what's going on over here directly. Indirectly, someone passes away. And they say, they say what's going on. Indirectly. Okay? Fine. Did Teddy's mother know your father already? Sure. So I'm sure she told her what's going on. Teddy's learning well. He's bothering my son. The Ziiri got another story. We're trying to prove, do the dead know what's going on or not? Ziiri have a zuze gabi ushbezichte. Ziiri left some money by his hostess. He came back. She died. Now he, he gave it to her to watch. Must know where it is. She went to the cemetery. Where's the money? It's a certain spot. A certain beam in the house. And tell my mother. Tell my mother. This is a younger lady. Do me a favor, send my mascara with this lady that's coming tomorrow. Someone's dying, I need my mascara. Alma Yadi, so had she know she's she she knows that this lady's dying, she's on her deathbed. The lady was on her deathbed, and she knew she's on her deathbed. No, they heard announcing tonight we're going to take that lady. So again, she doesn't really know from down here, she knows from up there. This would be a bigger problem on the rest of my team, no? What? A bigger problem than the rest of the money. Just to get the money back. Yeah. Shmuel's father used to watch the money of the Yatomim. And he died. And Shmuel's not around. And they didn't know where he put the money. They started calling Shmuel the son of the man that's uh, eating up uh, the Yatomim's money. Because uh, they don't know where it is. Again, Azal Bachachas and Mavadi went to the cemetery. 
Amale, Abba bar Abba. Come up, Abba bar Abba. So they said, uh, what's that? I'm sorry. Amale, Beina, Abba. I want Abba. That was his father's name. Amale, Abba, Tuvika. Amale, Beina, Abba bar Abba. Amale, Abba bar Nami Tuvika. Amale, Beina, Abba bar Abba, Vud Shmuel. I need Shmuel's father. Hey, where is he? Amale, Salikla, Matifterikhi. He's not down here right now. He's in the yeshiva. Got to wait for Ben Hastadim for him to come down. He sees Levi sitting outside the yeshiva. Levi was a, one of the students of Rav. What are you doing out here? Why don't you join the yeshiva? That means that um, when um, I think Rav passed away, Rav Afas took over and uh, Rebbe passed away. Rav Afis pe- took over. And Shmuel didn't go to his shiur. And Rav Afis felt bad. So for all those years that you didn't go to the shiur and made him feel bad, you, you, can't, you can't go up, up to the yeshiva shomal. Okay, so he's outside for whatever the amount of years is. Levi didn't go to the Levi. Levi, I'm sorry. Levi didn't go to Rav Afis shiur. So now in the interim, Ben Astarim comes, Shmuel's father comes down. He's smiling and he's laughing. Why are you crying? You're coming soon. I feel bad. You're going to die. Why are you smiling? Because you're very chashuv in this world. I'm Levi. If I'm chashuv, when I demand that Levi should go into yeshiva, where's the money? Go to the, um, the, the millstone. He lied with the title down. The upper money and the lower money is ours. We're mitzvah in the middle money of the atme. Only my time by Haki. Why did you set it up that way? I'm like, Iganuvi, if they steal from the top, Megavnidan, ours be stolen. The Akla, if the earth eats it up, Achmididan. So he protected the Yatomim's money in the middle. Amadiyadi, again, you see, how do you know he's coming tomorrow? Since Shmuel was Chashu, they were announcing, get, get his spot ready. They're already uh, doing the renovations on his spot in Shemayim. Vav Rabbi Yonatan Hadar Bey. Rabbi Yonatan originally said, the dead don't know. Changed his mind. How do you know they talk to each other? Means they don't know what's going on. What is what is telling them help? Maybe uh, was ready to go. Yeshua was ready to take care of it. So means maybe they really don't care. They don't know what's going on down here. It doesn't bother them. Telling them really doesn't make a difference. It was just telling them to, that they should give a chazak to Moshe to get to that point. But uh, they don't really know, they don't really care what's going on down here. And uh, the Gemara does not come to a maskana whether they know or they don't know. So my Desla says that it depends on the person. People that are like these people in the story that would seem to still be stuck in this world. The Yentas, they, they care. They care what's going on down here. People that are on a higher level, that they're just Olam Abba people and, and, and disconnected from this world. So they're not interested in this world. They don't know what's going on.
Have a wonderful evening.